Star family, how we doing? What it is? Yay, yay. Namaste. What's happening? We learning Latin. And doesn't it feel great to do something outside of the box? We shall learn. All there is to learn. The only thing I know is that I know nothing, Socrates. So, with that being said, we shall improve and increase our intellectual prowess. Scientifically, figuratively, linguistically, religiously, spiritually. The love language of Latin. There are many reasons to treat every day like a learning experience. For we live in the universe city. Universe city. You live in a city located in the universe. And every day you are faced with problems. However, in order to survive, we must create solutions and not be reactionary, but however, have a planned response. And even without a planned response, thinking intuitively on the fly, the philosophical thought, not being controlled remaining sovereign Gnostic Gnosis means to know Knowledge trumps all belief We all know in order to speak what they call legalese Attorneys are trained to learn the love language Let's dive in not into the legalese, but we'll ease into the ancient language. We will learn Latin together. No matter what we were raised on, Spanish, French, or English, we will learn all there is to learn. Thank yourselves. And always be your own hero. Salve te omnes. Hi everybody. In the previous lesson's story, we encountered in Olympo. But we know that the home of the gods was called Olympus, right? This O ending is another noun declension called the ablative. The name is not important. What we need to remember is that we use this form when we talk about the location of an action. There are also a few other uses, some of which we'll cover in the next few lessons. Olympus is a regular male noun, just like amicus. So how would we say in the friend? In amico. And try to say God of Olympus. Deus Olympi. I'm sure you've heard this phrase, although probably with a different pronunciation. In vino veritas. 
In wine, there is truth. Can you spot what's missing from this sentence? The word is est. But because it's obvious, it isn't needed, and the sentence has a better ring without it. This is technically called ellipsis. Here again with we know, we have the ablative. However, the nominative case for wine is actually we know. This is our first neutral noun. Neutral in the sense of neither feminine nor masculine. Do you remember what the verb drink is in Latin? Here's how to say I drink wine. Weenum bibo. Weenum bibo. Neutral nouns are the same whether they're the object or in the nominative case. However, since neutral nouns are inanimate objects, this doesn't get confusing because we know that weenum bibit cannot mean the wine drinks. It has to be referring to an unstated pronoun like he or she. Do you remember what the name Pennsylvania means? This means Penn's Woods. So what do you think the following sentence means? Weenum in Silva Bibis. Weenum in Silva Bibis. You drink wine in the forest. It's better to use the word forest since it's singular. Looking at the end of the word, can you guess how to say the forest is large? Silva magna est. Silva magna est. This noun declines just like discipula. If you know the words amble, ambulatory, and perambulate, they will help you remember the next word. In silva ambulo. In silva ambulo. This means I walk in the forest, as in, the forest is the location that I am walking around in. If we change the declination of silva, we can change the meaning to that of entering. In silvam ambulo. In silvam ambulo. I walk into the forest. Does it make sense? Here the forest is the object of the verb, just like with epistolam scribo, so it is the objective or aim of the movement, whereas with the ablative case in silva, we're referring to the location of the movement. And we actually saw this form in the last lesson's story in the sentence, Jupiter se in taurum transformat. We can see now why this means transforms into a bull and not inside a bull or something like that. In the last story, we also saw the word meaning to live or reside in some place, i.e. to inhabit. Can you remember how to say the god lives in Olympus? Deus in Olympo habitat. Deus in Olympo habitat. And now if you know that the verb is ambulare, you can say, the god walks into Olympus, but try to make it a female god. Dea in Olympum ambulat. Dea in Olympum ambulat. Have you heard the phrase ad nauseum, as in he rambled on ad nauseum? 
Can you see from the second word that this phrase comes from Latin? Ad is another preposition like in, and nausea is declined with an M, just like in Silvan. This means literally to the point of seasickness. The root now, N-A-U, refers to the sea as in nautical. We can use this phrase to remember how to say, you walk to the forest. Try to guess how to say it. Ad silvam ambulas. Ad silvam ambulas. If something is portable, you can carry it, right? Another word containing this root is transport. Here's how to say the farmer carries water. Agricola aquam portat. Agricola aquam portat. Can you think of how to say the bull carries the girl? Taurus velam portat. Taurus velam portat. Remember this sentence because it will appear in this lesson's story. Let's make a longer sentence. You carry the letter to the forest. Epistolam ad siruam portas. Epistolam ad siruam portas. And I carry a book and wine into Olympus. Librum et vinum in Olympum Porto. Librum et vinum in Olympum Porto. Let's pause now to review the noun declensions we've covered so far. The first column are nouns of the first declension, and they are all feminine nouns except for a few like Agricola and Poeta. The other three columns are all second declension nouns, the first being the regular declension masculine nouns, and the last being the regular declension for neutral nouns. Note, though, that the declensions are thankfully all the same in these columns, except in the nominative case. And the first declension nouns are not that different from them. All the nouns end in an M in the second row. In the third row, we have the sounds I and E, which are similar. And in the last row, we have long vowels. It's important to really build a strong foundation with these cases so that we don't get bogged down with the rest of the declinations, because there are still three more declinations, and also plurals. If you're feeling uncertain, it might be good to review the previous lessons. Otherwise, let's break into some plural forms. In the next sentence, there's a new word and a new verb form. Discipulus et discipula in scola student. Discipulus et discipula in scola student. Because we are talking about two students, the verb changed from studit to student. It's that easy. We just add an N, usually. And you guessed what scola means, right? And you know what declension it is? Say, I walk to school. Ad scolam ambulo. Ad scolam ambulo. 
Let's go back to our students now. Discipuli et discipuli in scola student. Wait, what? We already saw this form and it was used to say things like the student's book. Well, it's also the plural form. And oddly, the plural form in English adds an S and the genitive form as in student's book as an apostrophe S. So we can use this fact to help us remember that these two forms are the same in Latin also. Can you think of how to say the farmer's work? This is the plural. Agricolae laborant. Agricolae laborant. Now try to say the female students see the poet's letter. Hard, right? Discipulae epistolam poetae vident. Discipulae epistolam poetae vident. Can you see that this sentence is ambiguous? It could also mean the poets see the female student's letter. With isolated sentences like this, we can only guess the meaning. It is only when we have a larger context that the ambiguity dissolves. To figure out the next sentence, recall that a fugitive is someone that flees. Huelai fugitant. Huelai fugitant. The girls flee. Now try to say, the girl flees to the forest. Huela ad silvam fugitat. Huela ad silvam fugitat. The next word doesn't have a strong connection to its English meaning, except that they share many letters. The word insula means island. Let's say the farmers carry a book to the island. Agricolae librum ad insulum portant. Agricolae librum ad insulum portant. And before we finish the story from the last lesson, let's review one of the words we encountered, since it will also be in today's story. Do you remember how to say, watches the earth, or looks at the earth? The two words had connections to spectator and subterranean. Teram spectat. How would we say, I don't look at the letter? Epistolam non specto. There's just one more word we need to know for this lesson's story. Nunc, which means now. And as a reminder, in the story, Jupiter was trying to woo Europa and change himself into a bull. Let's go! Europa taurum spectat et taurus velum portat. Nunc vela non estimida. Taurus fugitat et Europam ad insulam cretam portat. Deus et puella in insula habitant. The first sentence is pretty straightforward. She looks at the bull, then is carried by the bull, or mounts it. Now she is not timid. But then the bull flees and takes her to Crete. And you see, here we have the form ad insulum, because the bull carries her to the island of Crete. 
Then in the next sentence we have in insula with the ablative because the island is the location where they are living. And the story ends with a plural verb. We'll be dealing more with plurals in the next lesson, so stick around.